You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is Garrett Ashley Mullet. And today is December 10th, 2021. It is a Friday, and I will confess, as much as I'm enjoying my new job, I am glad that it is Friday, because I have been working hard. I've got my 40-plus hours in as of yesterday. Everything today is just pure cream, absolute, all, total, overtime. That's nice. But it also means that I'm a little bit tired. We've been going, going, going. Myself and Paul Bastian, young guy, working with him on trying to get these burner management system controllers brought into our SCADA system there at Chevron. And we have been just getting after it and starting to make some really good headway. First few days were pretty frustrating because we were just running into technical problem after technical problem and trying everything we could think of, asking everyone we could potentially ask who might think of something we hadn't thought of. And then we started really getting after it yesterday and making progress and getting sites tested, tested, did, 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 did successfully. But with the weather being such as it is, being uh, hot, cold here this week, more cold than hot, uh, I feel like I may have a little bit of something going on here in my lungs and in my sinuses where they are perhaps stating an objection. Your Honor, we would like to dismiss the motion to go back out today. (laughs) Uh, This judge is going to overrule, dismiss the uh, bid for dismissal. But in any event, if I sound a little stuffed up, that's what you're hearing. Some very exciting news on the job front. First of all, yesterday I got in touch with the IT people. The day before that, I got the form in that I needed to get in for HR purposes so that IT could officially put me into the system so I can do my mainstay job that I hired on for. And yesterday, I set up an appointment with IT going in Monday, getting my computer for Chevron, getting a security badge for Chevron, getting set up officially. So that's very exciting. That is a huge step forward. And in the same day, actually, I had a call with someone I used to be a customer for, another controls company, another company that does kind of what we do, at Eagle Automation, what I used to do at ZI, uh, but I would say that they are much more heavily in the engineering space 
whereas the company that I'm in right now that I was with before when I was at Zedi uh, had some engineering, but much more on the technician side of things. Uh, this outfit, heavy on the engineering side, and then they also have a little bit in the technician space as well. But I have a good relationship with their VP of operations, and he reached out to me this past week and said that one of their guys just recently got in an accident, and it's looking like he's going to be recovering for some time. And would I be interested in hiring on with them instead? And I didn't want to be rude because uh, I have a lot of respect for these guys. They are very sharp, very skilled, very talented. Uh, two months ago, I would have jumped at the opportunity to join their team. Just no question. But with having just hired on at Eagle Automation, just hired on to the Chevron account, uh, just getting my legs under me, just getting to know the team and getting to know the sites and here's how we do things and here's what the system is. I, for one, am exhausted at the idea of unplugging here and trying to go plug in somewhere else. For another thing, I don't feel like I would have a good conscience about doing that. As exciting <clears throat> and tempting as it is to potentially go work for this outfit that I, I actually was trying to get on with uh, over the summer into the fall of this year. As tempting as it is, I think it is for the best to just say, hey, you know, I appreciate the thought. Thanks for reaching out. Best of luck to your teammate who is recovering now from an accident. Best of luck sourcing this opening. And I'll let you know if I find anybody, hear of anybody, know of anybody who might be a good fit. But I, I'm just not right now. And so we had a, a phone conversation about lunchtime. And it was very cordial. And it was very respectful. And it was very uh, to the point. And I appreciate that. And uh, he seemed to appreciate that. And so that's good. That's really good stuff. And it feels good to be able to say thank you, but no thank you, actually. I think you know, just having to go through the thought process of why uh, I don't need to do that, why I don't necessarily want to do that right now, uh, but I might want to down the road, just having to go through that thought process is actually very encouraging. I think it's a really encouraging sign that we're headed the right direction now in a way that we weren't, say, three months ago or six months ago or nine months ago. I feel really, really optimistic if this is going to be the trajectory and these are my options, uh, that I have uh, a good place to be right now and I'm really, really excited about the team of people that I'm getting to know already. It's still early, but you know the people that I'm meeting and connecting with, uh, I think we're going to work well together. The systems that we're going to be working on, I feel like I'm already getting the hang of from the field side. And then once I get on to the systems integration side and get some training on that, which is another update 
I'm expecting now uh, some training. It sounds like I'll have some formal training. And once that happens, then it's a whole new ball game, ladies and gentlemen. It's a whole new ball game. You know, so much of my career has been on the job training and hey, you know, we need somebody here ASAP and you'll do. And then, you know, I I get thrown into a situation in part because I was willing to jump in when other people either weren't paying attention or didn't see the potential. <clears throat> but it's always been a bit of an uphill battle to once I've jumped in and seized that opportunity, prove myself. Because maybe, you know, in the case of being a, an operator for ConocoPhillips, I didn't have any oil and gas experience before I jumped in. And so I felt like I was very much behind the eight ball and needing to really, really mind all my P's and Q's very, very closely until I had proven myself. And that's that you know that's always the case. That's the case everywhere. Even once you have a little bit of experience and tenure and uh, qualifications under your belt, but but it was especially so at Conoco. And then moving on to Zedi, it's like well, okay, now we're changing gears. It's still oil and gas, <clears throat> but instead of doing operations, I'm going to switch over to technician work. And now I'm starting over again. And now I've got to prove myself to this team that's across the U.S., even in Canada. I'm talking with these guys that have been doing this maybe for a few years, several years, maybe even decades. Have gone to school for it in some cases. Or at a minimum, they've got certifications. They've got trainings. They've got experience. And once again... It was an uphill battle. It was about two years of really trying to work hard to establish my brand and my name as one they could associate with reliability, integrity, creativity, attention to detail, professionalism. And I succeeded in that, I would say. I feel like I succeeded in that by the time I left. And yet at the same time, it was not like you come in and you immediately are able to do that, right? It was a slow buildup and a slog. And, you know, in the meantime, you're looking at months or even years of trying to get there, trying to get your feet under you. All of that with operations at Conoco, the technician work, at ZI, in Canna, Sterling Energy. All of that now bringing me here to Chevron and to Eagle Automation. Within a couple of short days of being out in the field, working with a team of guys that have been doing this for a few years on the Chevron account, have some experience themselves. Uh, I feel like I'm already starting to see Hey, I've I've got your respect, right? Uh, you can see that I know a thing or two. I don't know everything, and so that's also going to earn your respect if I'm admitting, "Hey, I don't I don't know how that works. I honestly don't. What if we tried this? And what about that? And does it work like this? And oh, hey, look, now it's working. I didn't know how it works. 
But now I figured it out. And now we figured it out. And now let's go on to the next one. Uh, I'm already starting to see that. And it's quite honestly, really, really nice. It's really nice to see. And I'm thinking that this is going to be a good fit. I think it's going to be a good place to be. But such as it is, I mean, my MO since early into the oil and gas industry, almost a decade ago, my MO has been, I always want to have an egress exit. You know, that became a thing that we had to check for on each of our facilities when we would do annual or quarterly or monthly lease inspections. You're checking your tank battery for an egress exit. And I had to ask what that meant. I didn't know what egress exit was initially. But I asked, and it's like, oh, well, that's just a secondary entrance and exit. So you've got the staircase on the front, and you can go up. But then if something happens that keeps you from getting back down that way, the way that you came up, you can just go down the other direction. So basically two staircases, one going up one direction, one going up the other direction, or down, as the case may be. And that is what I need, what my family needs for me to have job security. Job security, in my mind, after a decade of oil and gas industry experience, job security is not just, do I get along with my boss? Do I understand my job duties? Do I feel comfortable doing what it is that they hire me to do? Job security is also, do I have an escape hatch if I needed one? Do I, need, do I have a plan B? Do I have somewhere else in mind to go if I need to get out of here? If there's layoffs, if there's a sudden major change in management and the new manager comes in and he thinks that everything is wrong because it wasn't his idea, you know, if you all of a sudden lose a big customer because some sales guy was a schmuck, you know, whatever the case is, fill in the blank. I have learned that job security means having a, a backup plan, an escape hatch. But all that said, that notwithstanding, where I'm at right now, where I've just landed, I think is going to be a really good fit. I hope so. I, I pray. Only the good Lord knows. I don't want to boast about my plans for the future. But I will say that the systems integration thing is a dream come true. And maybe it's not going to be all that it's cracked up to be. Maybe there's going to be things that I don't like about it. That's fine, right? That's going to be anything. That's life, right? But part of the excitement here for me is not just hey, I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing, but I'm doing it somewhere else. No, this is doing a new thing that I haven't done. This is adding extremely valuable experience. This isn't just, hey, I got out of a bad situation somewhere else because my boss was not being agreeable, we'll just say. This is take four and a half years of operations experience Take five years of technicians' experience, put them together for, I would argue, the premier oil and gas company in Colorado, uh, one of the shortlist top five 
oil and gas companies in the world, put it to use for them with their resources, and they're going to have a huge budget next year, put it to work doing something fresh. That once you have proven yourself, once you know how to do this thing, once you can put it on your resume, in all honesty, you can work for anybody in the world, from anywhere in the world, the sky's the limit. That's a whole nother level of job security, quite frankly. That gives my career a portability without requiring that my family uproot and move just because, hey, I'd love to work for this outfit over here. I'd like to go work for those guys over there. Hey, these people offered me more money. Getting into systems integration means that if all of a sudden I get a phone call from BP and they've got some big project in Africa, well, I might just be able to work on that project in Africa from right here without going anywhere. And all of a sudden I just slide over to working on their stuff. But what's nice too is as I say all that, some people might get a glassy-eyed look and think, well, hey, you know what? Like maybe you should just get acclimated to where you're at. How about that? Right? That's that's just it. I'm actually super thrilled. I'm super thrilled about where I find myself right now. 20 minutes from the house, 15 minutes from the house, most of these sites that I've been working on here this past week. Get finished up, last site, last little bit of work for the day. Open up the GPS on my phone, punch in my house. Oh, cool, 17 minutes. Hey, honey, I'm on my way home. I'm only 17 minutes away. So I'll be there in just a little bit. Before you know it, actually. Put out a couple of fires that uh, the children may have started. And when you look up, I'll be walking in. It's really good. Really good. And I'm thankful to the good Lord for his provision. He's provided this. And I don't know all of what his plans and purposes are, specifically in my context, or what he's going to do with it, but I trust that he's going to do something with it, and I'm excited to see what that is. But enough about that for right now, for the time being. I want to talk, in the time that I have left, about the sixth birthday of Enoch Theophilus Mullet. Enoch Theophilus Mullet, my second to youngest born child, second to youngest born son, Enoch Theophilus Mullet turns six years old today. And he is such a funny kiddo. Uh, Looks very much like I did when I was his age. Sometimes I call him Solomon because he also looks very much like Solomon. Solomon and Enoch both look very much like I did when I was that age. They're definitely their own personality, their own person. They have their own look. They're not like absolute, like total clone. Uh, 
but they both very much favor me in their looks. And Enoch loves him some Paw Patrol, likes PJ Masks, uh, really loves playing with Duplos and Legos, loves hanging out with the Chavez twins, two houses down, loves hanging out with his older brothers, and Evelyn especially. Enoch Theophilus turned six years old today. And I'm reminded of, I, I am every time one of our children has a birthday, I'm reminded of why we named him what we named him. He was the first of our two children born after my wife and I bought our first house in Sydney, Montana. We were hoping he was going to be a, a home birth and it just didn't work out and that's fine. Same also with John. We thought he was going to be a home birth. We were planning on a home birth. Just didn't work out. And that's fine. So Enoch and John, they were both born at St. Vincent's Hospital in Miles City, Montana. Which coincidentally is the town that my brother was born in. But Enoch Theophilus was a name, or I should say, combination of two names that I really, really liked. And I had suggested and I had proposed those ideas like, hey, what about the name Enoch? What about the name Theophilus? Initially, we had kind of toyed with the idea of Theophilus as a first name. And then we could call him Theo for short. That's that's what I said. And actually, for a brief period... I had the idea of, why don't we call him Theophilus Rex Mullet? And then we could call him T-Rex for short. How cool would that be? That'd be super gangster, right? No, that was a DOA, dead on arrival. As soon as I put it in those terms, Lauren was sure that that was not the right direction. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I mean, she ended up, not liking any of the combinations that I came up with. And I could have just sworn that Enoch Theophilus was a combination that I had in mind at some point. And she didn't like it when I first proposed it. And then while we were waiting for Enoch to be born, she says at a certain point, how about this? How about... I named the children from now on. That was for one thing. Prompted by the T-Rex idea, by the way. How about I name the children from now on, and you can name whichever children you give birth to. Uh, and, and so I said, well, how, how about this? How about, what what would you name? You you can name this one. Um, but But what do you have in mind? Hey, so she thought about it for a little bit. She uh, got back with me, and she came up with Enoch Theophilus Mullen. I thought, yeah, that's that's a great idea. That's a great name. I I really like that name. But any way you slice it, however he came to be named Enoch Theophilus, he is Enoch Theophilus Mullen, and I just love his name. I love 
I love all of our children's names. We we do not understand how anybody can wait until a child is born to name the child. You know, once the child has been born, like they should have a name and their name shouldn't just be baby. But maybe that's just me. Our children we have named almost without fail within a day or two or within a week or two of finding out that we're pregnant. Like we do not mess around. I mean, we talk about it a lot in earnest that first day, that first week, but we will not wait a month to come up with names. Like even before we know gender, we will decide, all right, if it's a boy, this will be the name. And if it's a girl, this will be the name. And as you can imagine, we've had some girl names ready for quite some time. And if Lord willing, we ever have another daughter, which we might, who knows? God knows. If we have another daughter, we will name her Kellen Aliana. We've had that name picked out for a long, long time. Maybe Kellen Aliana will be a granddaughter instead of a daughter. Who knows? But Enoch Theophilus Mullet, I so love his name because, for one, I mean, he's just, he's got this Yeti smile, as we call it. He looks like the abominable, Bumble the Abominable Snowman from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the stop action claymation. Christmas movie the big snowman big snow monster has that big toothy grin it's like his entire face when he smiles uh, that is Enoch Enoch when he smiles he's just got this big big toothy grin that takes up his whole face and just blonde haired and smiling or he can be really pouty if things are not going the way he wants, John's playing with the Duplos that he's trying to build. Somebody doesn't want to watch Paw Patrol, if you can imagine that. Imagine. Imagine. Who wouldn't want to watch Paw Patrol all the time? Enoch, in the Old Testament, did not die. <clears throat> He lived 365 years, according to the book of Genesis. And his name meant dedicated. So you have this guy. Lives for 365 years. His name means dedicated. And Genesis says that he was no more on the earth because God took him. In other words, God and Enoch were friends, if you can imagine that. And God decided at a certain point, rather than Enoch dying, God would just take Enoch alive. I'm going to take you on up to heaven. And I think that is just such a beautiful thing. I think that's such a beautiful concept that Enoch had that kind of a relationship with God, that kind of a friendship with God, to where God decides, no, I don't think I will let you die. I'm not even going to let you die and then bring you back. I'm just going to take you. 
And that's it. And that's enough. And 365 years sounds like a long time. But what is 365 years compared with eternity? We were made to live forever. 365 years is one year for every day that it takes for the earth to make a full circumnavigation in orbit around the sun. And I think that's not coincidental. I think there is some purpose and meaning to that. And I don't think it's coincidental. I don't know what the purpose and meaning is. I can't pretend to have any kind of an answer on that. It's just I feel like there's got to be some pattern for 365 years times 365 days, and then God takes Enoch up to heaven. But his, his name means dedicated. It's a Hebrew name. It means de- dedicated. It means that Enoch was dedicated to God. And what a beautiful idea. What a novel concept to dedicate your child to God, even in the name. Even your name is going to be dedicated to God. Enoch's middle name, our son Enoch's middle name, is Theophilus. Theophilus is a Greek name that means friend of God. So Hebrew first name, Enoch, Greek middle name, Theophilus, dedicated friend of God, mullet, is how it would all translate into English if it worked like that. Dedicated friend of God, mullet. Theophilus in the New Testament is the one to whom Luke dedicates the gospel according to Luke and the book of Acts. Most honorable Theophilus, or Theophilus, if you will, depending on how you prefer to emphasize or stress the syllables. Most excellent Theophilus. Most excellent Theophilus. So Theophilus in the New Testament is thought to have been either a stand-in name for Christians in general, kind of like a, a poetic way of referring to believers. Or Theophilus may have been a wealthy patron of the physician Luke, Dr. Luke. Luke, author of the Gospel according to Luke and the book of Acts, was a physician, which is also interesting given a lot of the detail that he adds to some of the stories about sickness and illness and death and crucifixion and all these things. He's much more detailed and specific about some things. He keys in on certain things, I think, as a physician, scholars believe, as a physician. He noticed those things. But Luke dedicates his gospel and the book of Acts to most excellent Theophilus. And part of the thinking is, one of the theories is that Luke was a wealthy, early Christian, first century Christian, who wanted to know more. And so he basically paid the bills he bankrolled Luke traveling around and interviewing firsthand witnesses to get the material for writing. And so our thought, my thought, part of why I love Enoch's name so much, is 
you have on the one hand someone who walked with God, who was a friend of God in the Old Testament, in Genesis, before the flood, and had such a strong, close, intimate relationship with the Most High God that rather than God letting him die, he just takes him. He just takes him. That's it. That's enough. I'm calling it. I make the rules, God says. I rule, and I'm just going to take you to be with me. And in the New Testament, you've got someone who basically, perhaps, possibly, financed the writing of one of our four Gospels in the New Testament, and also the book of Acts, which tells us what the apostles were doing after Jesus ascended back into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, even to this day. And I think that's just beautiful. I think that's such a beautiful combination of sentiment, of heritage, of meaning. Dedicated friend of God, Mullen, is an absolute joy in our household. Sometimes he gets a little pouty. Sometimes he gets a little bit grumpy. He is six, after all. He has been five, after all. What do you expect? He's very excited, by the way, to let Lenny know. Lenny Teal is going to know that Enoch just turned six years old. But he turned six. We've got some cool gifts lined up for him. I don't know that we're going to have everybody over to the house to celebrate that he wanted to. I think we might just make it a quiet family thing. We've got some gifts. We'll have some pasta. He wants pasta. He likes pasta, by the way. Have some cake, have some ice cream, have some donuts this morning. And maybe what we'll do is we'll give him a voucher for inviting some of these people that he wants to invite over in the coming weeks. But with Christmas, with everything going on, with pregnancy, with piano recital this weekend, music practice, still trying to buy some Christmas gifts, it's just maybe not a good month to have a whole bunch of people over. So if you didn't get an invite, please just don't be offended. I think we'll delay that a little bit. We'll put a debounce on it. In any event, I got to go to work though. Speaking of work, just got paid today. If I want to keep getting paid, I'm going to have to keep going in. Got my first paycheck from Eagle Automation and uh, it was decent, especially given that one of those two weeks was the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, So I'm very pleased about that, but I got to get back in there. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com.